Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I want to begin by giving you some dates where I will be out on the road, and I would love to be able to see and connect with you. The first date is uh, April 22nd. I'll be in Rancho Cucamonga. It is just a great organization, a great group of people. I will be doing a roundtable there, and I'm just telling you the information that we are presenting is just uh, going over so well. I think it will be a great, great encouragement to you and your team. You can sign up for all of these dates by going to my webpage, GeraldBrooksMinistry.com. But I'd love to see anyone in California. It is worth the trip for you to come and to be a part of that. And then on uh, May 1st, I will be doing some leadership training from 10 to 12 at a great organization hosted by Pat Murray in Dayton, Ohio. And I want to encourage you that if you're in the Ohio area, this would be a great opportunity for you to come in and hear some uh, just leadership development thoughts that I think would be gold to you. And then on May 11th, I will be in Norcross, Georgia. I will be with two great friends, Dennis Rouse and uh, also uh, Johnson, who is the new pastor of the church. And I'm just telling you, it's a great organization. We'll have a whole lot of fun, but I'd love to see you, anyone that's around the Southeast, come and be a part of that. And then on uh, May 31st, I am going to to be in Spokane, Washington with a dear friend of mine, um, Rick Sharkey. He is just such a tremendous leader, and I will be uh, doing leadership development on Monday, be speaking at their church on um, Sunday, and would love to have you participate. So all of those opportunities are available at my uh, webpage, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. Today, I want to talk to you about one of those areas of leadership that is so critical, and that is staying connected as a leader. Staying connected as a leader. Uh, we read this intriguing verse in 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 6, and it was on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. And so what this is referring to is King David is the king. But Absalom, his son, is going to do something. And what is he's going to do is he's going to connect with the people. And he utters these words, so Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. See, what this verse is describing is David becoming disconnected as a leader. David becoming disconnected as a leader. See, if you're going to lead, you have to stay connected. Now, let me just speak from a perspective of longevity. I've led a long time in the organization that I lead, but in leading a long time, I don't get to just say, well, I've already paid the price to connect and therefore I am connected. Every day I have to work at staying connected. So let me just give you some principles about connecting. Uh, the first one is just obvious. To lead, you have to connect. If you don't connect, you're not leading. It's the famous statement, you know, uh, if, if you're leading and no one's following you, then you're just taking a walk. Leaders have to connect. People have to connect to you or they're not going to follow you. Next, to lead when you're not connecting creates crisis. 
Uh, one of the saddest things is to watch an organization where the, quote, leader is the last person to know that they are no longer connecting. And when that happens, I'm telling you, that organization is now spinning into crisis. The next thought, many great ideas will die because someone didn't take the time to connect. It's amazing how people will come and they'll say, well, hey, I had thought of that before, but the difference between some people thinking of something and other people thinking the same thing is that if you're connected, that thought goes somewhere. If you can't connect, that thought dies with you. So thinking gives you an idea. Connecting gives you the platform for the idea to begin to work out. Another thought is you cannot connect with everyone the same way. So I can't have a one model uh, fits all or one size fits all. Uh, what it takes to connect to me is different than what it may take to connect to you. But as a leader, I have to create multiple ways of connecting. And then the next thought, you don't have to connect with everyone in an organization, but you must connect with the influencers. So I don't have to connect with everyone in my organization, even though I'm going to try to connect to as many as possible. But the people that I have to be able to connect to are the people that influence other people because leadership is influence and being able to connect to the influencers is what multiplies your influence. Now, that being said, without connecting, you're going to limit your potential. So you may be a highly gifted and talented leader, but you're not going to be able to lead well unless you connect. You're going to limit your potential. You're going to take talent and that talent's going to be as though you don't have talent. And that talent is going to be as though that talent will not work. Another thought is this, don't wait until you need a connection to connect. See, one of the things that's always surprised me is that people call and they say, well, do you know somebody who does this? And I'm thinking to myself, those connections should have been created a long time ago. See, as a leader, what I know is there are certain connections I need to make. Given the nature of my job, there's certain medical officials I need to connect with because I have to help my people when it comes to medical decisions. Uh, there are certain uh, legal decisions I need to help people with. So there's attorneys that I need to connect with. Uh, I live in a community and there are community uh, events that have to be processed. So I have to connect with community leaders. Uh, I'm going to need to create various connections. But here's the thing. You don't wait until you need a connection to develop it. Let me just circle this. Don't wait. If I'm young and I'm heading into leadership, I'm going to literally draw up an organizational chart, not of people in my organization, but people outside my organization and I'm going to say, who is it that I need to develop connections to? Do I need to develop connections with the mayor of the city? Do I need to uh, create connections with doctors in the city, attorneys in the city, uh, builders in the city, construction people in the city, architects in the city, other organizations similar to mine in the city? What are the connections that I need? Everyone wants 
an organizational chart within their organization, but the organizational chart outside your organization is equally critical and you've got to be able to connect and create those connections. So don't wait until you need a connection to connect. And then remember this, you don't have to agree on everything to connect to a person. That's vital. Sometimes we have this idea, well, that person, you know, our personalities aren't the same. That's all right. Connect. Well, we don't think the same thing about certain things. That's all right. Connect. Well, uh, that person does things different than me. That's all right. Connect. See, you don't have to agree on everything to connect. And so you want to create connections But connections are about valuing other individuals' wisdom, resources, and abilities. And you don't have to agree with their style. You don't have to always enjoy their personality. You don't always have to agree with their thought pattern. You don't have to agree on everything to connect. See, if I just make connections with people I totally agree with, I'm only going to have one connection in life and that connection is going to be me because I'm the only one that I'm probably going to agree with most of the time. So what does this mean? Uh, Point number two, you've got to work at connecting. You've got to work at connecting. Connecting is not an accident. You know, it's interesting to me in Matthew chapter 9 that if you read that chapter, that Jesus is going to interact with 17 different kinds of individuals and groups. 17 in one chapter of the Bible. 17 different organizations and groups. Why? Because he knew to be able to do what he did, which was ministry, he had to learn to connect to more than one kind of person. Now, what that means to you is this, you are going to have to learn to connect to more than one kind of person. So the skills of connecting must always be developed. The skills of connecting. What does it take to connect? How do you go about connecting those skills? Also, the lines of connection must always be growing. So the larger my leadership capacity is, the more lines I need to connect to other leaders to be able to utilize their talents, their gifts, their resources. And there's not just one type of connection. There are different types of connection. And so let me give you the four main types of connection I have to connect with. There are what I call relational connections. So let me describe a couple of these relational connections. Uh, A relational connection with a dear friend of mine, John Maxwell. John is a man that I love. He's, he's a man that I value. And that is a relational connection for me. Well, we're not connecting based on just going to an event. We have a relationship. So I have to value that relationship. I have to give energy to that relationship. It is a relationship connection. 
On the other hand, for me to lead, I need positional connections. And these positional connections are other people I just need for my organization to work. I tell this story uh, that some 40 years ago when we started the church that I pastor, that one of the things I did was every six months, I took the banker of our bank to lunch. Now, I'm just this young kid. I know absolutely nothing about banking. But every six months, I would take, I would give him the latest information on our church economically. I would have him look it over. I would ask him for insight. And I did this every six months. Do you know I did this for about five to six years before I ever, ever came to them and asked for a loan? You don't ask of a connection prior to connecting. And so I invested in that relationship. And one day I walked in and I said, I need X millions of dollars. And that individual looked at me. He said, give me 24 hours. I said, 24 hours. I thought this was going to take months. He said, Gerald, you've given me uh, data on your church every six months for five years. I've kept a file on that. He said, because of that, I am more aware of your organization. He said, let me go to the finance committee and let me present this information. Literally within 72 hours, I had millions of dollars loaned. Why? Because I had a positional connection. Now, this individual doesn't go to my church. This individual doesn't interact with my church. But it all started because I would take him out to lunch twice a year. So relational connections, I give a lot of energy to them. Positional connections, I invest and I develop them today knowing that I may need them in the future. Learning connections, these are mentors in my life. These are individuals in my life that that help me to be better. And let me just say something about having a mentor. The mentor doesn't pursue you, you pursue them. The mentor doesn't pursue you, you pursue them. And so uh, I remember years ago walking up to one of my mentors and he said to me, he said, Gerald, I'm not fitting into your schedule. You're fitting into mine. So if you want to be a part of something I'm doing, you fly there. Fly with me. We'll have time on the plane together. Hold my bag while I'm walking into meetings. As you hold my bag, we're going to have time together. Stay close to me and we'll have moments together. He said, I am going to create opportunities for you. I'm not going to change my schedule for you. And I have a lot of people who say, Gerald, will you mentor me? And I said, okay, hey, I'll be speaking and I've given you places. I said, fly to Dallas and get on the same plane with me. And what that does is it creates opportunities for me to invest without changing my schedule because my schedule's busy. And when you need a mentor, you're pursuing the mentor. The mentor's not pursuing you. And so there's relationship connects, positional connects, learning connects, and then there's people connects. And people are the people that I lead. The people in my church that 
I connect with and have connections. So let me start over. A couple of principles. There are just some keys to connecting. I gave you those in point one. You're going to have to work at connecting. That's point two. And three, you are going to have to connect to other leaders. Now, how is it that you connect to other leaders? Other leaders in your organization, other leaders outside your organization. But how do you connect to other leaders? Let me give you six things that help you connect. Number one, appreciate their giftedness. Just appreciate their giftedness. See, other leaders are gifted in ways you're not leaded, are not gifted, and they're gifted in ways that you may never be gifted. So appreciate their giftedness. Maybe they communicate different. Maybe they process thought different. Uh, Maybe uh, their platform is different. But appreciate their giftedness and let them know that you appreciate it. Help them to succeed. You know, I go out of my way asking two questions. One is, what can I do to make your life better? So when I walk into a leader's life, I want to make their life better. My first question isn't, hey, can you do something for me? My first question is, how do I contribute to add something to your life? You have a value of adding something to another leader's life you will be surprised how many leaders will want to hang out with you. Always encourage. Every leader wants to be encouraged. Tell them they're doing a good job. Tell them the impact that they're having. Care for them as people. Most leaders are cared for because of what they've achieved. They're not cared for because of who they are. Give without expectation. There are times when I will send a gift or I will do something and they will say, what's this for? And I will just say, because I value you. And then celebrate their big moments. If they achieve something great, just celebrate. So again, there's some basic keys to connecting. We gave you those. You're going to have to work at connecting. You're going to have to put energy into it. And then you're going to have to connect to other leaders. But that brings us to this. Watch out for things that cause you to disconnect. Watch out for things that cause you to disconnect. So when it comes to disconnection, there are seven main ways people disconnect. Number one, we disconnect when we no longer care. In leadership, this is called compassion fatigue. We just get tired of caring. We've cared about so much so often that now we just don't care. But we disconnect when we don't care. So what you'll watch is you'll watch someone who used to be a profound leader and they've just lost the caring quotient. And because of that, their leadership begins to sink. Also, we disconnect when we quit growing. See, when I'm not taking another step forward, I'm by nature taking another step backwards. And we disconnect when we quit growing. Number three, we disconnect when we lose integrity. 
street cred matters. You being a person of integrity that people can have confidence in, that matters. Number four, we disconnect when we take people for granted. People are always to be valued. They're not to be used. Next, we disconnect when we think we deserve recognition. I deserve to be noticed. I deserve to be seen. And we disconnect when we give effort, but we don't give our heart. People can feel when you're not all in. And we disconnect when we ignore God's plan. So, we've given you a series of four thoughts. Keys about connecting. We've talked to you about working at connecting. And we've talked about connecting to other leaders and watching out that you do not disconnect. Now, I'm giving you a whole lot of content that really needs to be broken down and developed. But I just felt like I needed to put this out. But the fifth thing is obey God's laws of connection. I want to give you the seven laws of connecting based on God. Law number one, when you don't connect with him, all other connections suffer. I'm best with others when I'm at best with God. So that's true in my marriage. That's true with my kids. That's true with my team. That's true with my leaders. That's true with my organizations. That's true with my ministry to pastors. When you don't connect with him, all other connections suffer. Law number two, pray for the right connections. I've said it often that one of my life verses is Amos 3.3. 3. In the King James, it says, how can two walk together except they agree? It's really a bad translation. It literally says in the Hebrew, how can two walk together unless there's a divine appointment? I pray for divine appointments. God, who is it that you know I need to connect with? Law number three, believe for his favor to connect. I'm connected to people there is no reason for me to be connected to, except God gave me favor and rooms I didn't belong in with people I didn't belong around. Law number four, forgiveness is how you avoid disconnection. When I forgive other people, And I ask forgiveness. I stay connected where there have been problems. Number five, see your connections as a place to give more than get. Again, I go back. What can I do to make your life better? How can I add value to the room? How can I help you? Instead of who do I need to know? Who do I need to help? Law number six, protect those with whom you do connect. If I'm your friend and you're in trouble, 
there's very few people who will ever be a better friend than I will be. I'm going to protect the people I'm connected to. And law number seven, value the places God has told you to connect. So when God gives you a connection, don't take it for granted. Value it. It may not look important today, but at some point, it's important to something God wants to do either for you or for them. If you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to stay connected. We started with a verse about David, and the verse basically said he became disconnected. His son began to connect with the leaders of Israel as he stood at the gate and he offered them advice and judgment. And because of that, he stole their hearts. We see this happen in organizations all the time. When somebody loses connection, somebody creates connection, and then there's problems in the organization. If you're going to lead, you're going to have to stay connected. One of the ways I stay connected is I put myself in rooms that are good rooms, where I can know good leaders and leaders that are better than me, leaders who impact me. I've given you four opportunities for you to be in a room with good leaders. In Rancho on April the 22nd, in Dayton on May 1st, in Georgia in the Atlanta area on May 11th, and in Spokane, Washington on May 31st. I'd love to see you. I'd love to have you there. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.